well, here we are returning in really quick succession. I mean, I think we've done these two back to back almost week wise. Because uh, we recently covered Too Fast, Too Furious, and now we're arriving at The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'd say like <laughs> the last of this era, uh, if, if I may, because I'm kind of lumping yeah. into eras and we're not talking like, <laughs> thankfully, this goes chronological order. It's not like Star Wars where it's like four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. So thankfully, we're yeah. not dealing with that. We're instead dealing uh, with this in order. But they were also made in close succession, not a year apart, obviously. But, you know, they were all made before 2005. Uh, or this was this 2005? I forget. 2006. Never mind. All right. Well, I'm. I don't know what I'm talking about. But they, at least the first two feel similar. But this one also, I kind of lump in with the other two. Um, I don't know why. Because I guess because they're all still like, you know, it's early on in the series, and I think a lot of people are surprised that they have a third one out. Uh, maybe not so quickly, but they they have a third one going for this. So it's like, all right, and maybe this is a franchise to look out for yeah and from what i remember about the fourth one at least from the way they end it they felt like they were setting up a new section of the franchise it felt like okay we we had that first one which is kind of setting up that this can be successful then the next two were just kind of doing their own thing although i'm assuming that they'll build into them later but they just felt like they didn't quite know what they're going to do with the franchise yet yep and i remember the fourth one it felt like okay they're setting the groundwork for what it's going to be at least for a trilogy or something. Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that one later, but uh, I think, yeah. I think you're right. I mean, I was going to make the, even though <laughs> I said this the other night of like, it, in my mind, there's only at least in yeah the way I see things, there's only one Halloween film and that's the one from 1979 and that's it. Um, but it's kind of like what I guess John Carpenter wanted with uh, Halloween, eh? where he wanted like a different, I mean, okay, maybe he wanted only one film, but like when they had, you know, Halloween three, that was, you know, a completely different premise entirely without Mike Myers in it. Yeah. Yeah. Where the, the franchise is an avenue to tell unrelated stories, which is definitely what Tokyo Drift feels like until. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get there. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not wrong there. So, um, well, yeah, I guess we will have notes uh, for this, but we'll we'll save those for later uh, for now. If everybody can get their movies uh legally or illegally purchased digitally or physically uh get it to the timestamp zero before the planet uh wakes up or the sun comes around the planet uh and uh please press play right now and i'm seeing the sun rising over the planet and it seemed to burn the whole place up i mean this is a, a, a disaster it's the end of evangelion oh no <laughs> I'm so glad you don't know what that is, which is perfect. So when it, we, when I eventually do show you it, you'll be like, oh, that's what he means. Yeah, but Tokyo Drift, um, I can't remember your history. Did you see this one at the time or was this? I can't remember when you came to Fast and Furious. Uh, I came in seven. Oh, oh, wow. But okay. I remember I did, I did see I did, I did see one. I, I did see one, uh, mm. but that wasn't until a few years ago. So I'm still pretty much relative. But again, cultural osmosis, you know, some of this stuff. <laughs> From from cult culture, excuse me. That's sorry. That's what I meant to say. You get all this stuff from like cult yeah. culture. Immediately, you can feel the difference here. This looks different. The it seems to be set in a less uh, well, definitely not set in like L.A. 
kind of uh, maybe a little bit less in the how do I describe it? <laughs> it this this seems like a more hip urban. Oh, no, no, I, I, it is not I, urban. Suburban, you mean? Suburban. Thank you. Yes, the suburbs. That's what this looks like. Thank you. <laughs> no, I couldn't remember that word. That's OK, bud. Yeah, these folks just seem like they're more the bland types, maybe a little bit more wealthy types. And we're going immediately to our more youth oriented uh, group here. With uh, this apparently high school aged um, lead, which I don't I thought this was uh, college at first, but apparently it is high school. So I was like, oh. All right. Problem one with this movie. Oof. That's yep. aged like real bad homogenized milk. Yes, they uh, the the rival schools. Yeah, I guess they're I guess their mascot is a Native American and so they're they're destroying it in effigy, which yeah, it's not great. Yeah, the yeah, it's it's yeah, it's not it's not looking too good. No. Yeah, I don't know who made that choice, but it was absolutely the wrong choice. That's just bizarre. It certainly was. Also indigenous, I think is the word you're looking for. Well, I think they still say Native Americans over there, but yeah, indigenous is what we use here. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess so, but anyway. Yeah. Um, but looks like the you know one thing this guy is good at is shop class, given that it's called Fast and the Furious, so I assume this guy's good at uh, shop class. And here we see that he's a little bit of a snake pliskin. He sees this this rampant abuse going on. And he just turns a blind eye. He's like, okay, not my fight. Yeah, you think he's going to be a hero, especially since he has a wrench in his hand. And it's like, nope. These guys just bully this guy by spray painting his stomach. Yeah, which, by the way, compared to everything else in the movie, that moment just seems out of character. I don't really get why they put that there. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe because he doesn't want trouble, potentially for, you know, the reasons why he's here. I, I have no idea. But then he gets into trouble with this. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, it, it's, I don't know. I'm not quite sure what that was. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know, if his, if it's a guy getting beat on, it's just guys can be guys. Maybe. But I don't know. We see him standing up for, for little Bow Wow later during a, a fight. And I don't know. There's, there's a number of things about this movie that I feel like, just feel like maybe they needed some more polishes on the script. And yeah, that, that one little moment there does just kind of stand out oddly to me. I mean, potentially there's, uh, maybe this is lazy, but I could just say it's like character development where he saw that before. And then when he came to his uh, buddy's side, that was, you know, cause he's like, all right, I'll, I'll handle, I'll be, I'll handle it this way and uh, kind of redeem myself in that, in that sense. Could be, could be. I mean, they don't really point anything out like that, but uh, what can you do? Certainly not. Yeah, what can you do? But we see, yeah, he was he was making some eyes to that that lady, and it turns out that oh no, she's paired up with the big dick in school, the big asshole, the jock boy. Yeah, and also I guess here we maybe see another like from the previous scene of like you know he may not go out of his way to help somebody else, but when it's his like behind on the line, he's like no no no, I came armed. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's he's ready to kick ass big time. And by the way, this this bully guy here, I recently saw him playing almost the same role in uh, the Rage Carry Two, from like I don't know, like almost ten years before this. So he's still Jeez. playing high school assholes. Oh my! Ten years later, 
you know, I don't know why this movie reminds me of Band Slam, but yeah, he kind of looks like um, the guy from the bully character from from that movie. Oh, weird. I vaguely remember that guy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and he threw a he threw a baseball through his window there, right? I think uh, at least it like off the window. But yeah, I made a hole. So sort of. Yeah, and I think that's kind of funny because he showed up also in Smallville playing a baseball player who was, uh, yeah, he, he was the good guy, though. He was, oh, what's this? I did not notice that she pulled her bra out before. Oh, well, oh dear. see, I, I figured she was about to take her top off, but then it was just her bra. So I was like, all right, fair enough. Yeah, maybe I was writing my notes at that point. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and we open up like we do in all these Fast and the Furious movies with a big car chase scene or a big race scene but this one definitely takes a more grounded approach so so that's something there's no cgi here there's no nos no uh yeah it's it's much more played down yeah one may may say there's um some cuts but i think it for the most part works uh, i assume that there's probably some uh shaky cam going on which is too much much to our detriment <laughs> Yeah, and we discussed the shaky cam and the other ones, and we both kind of said how we, we liked that it added to some of the feeling like you were in the driver's seat in a way, because, you know, of course, if you're driving, you'd be quite shaky. Uh, that's Yeah, I think in in this case, that makes sense, because, yeah, you're right. It, they're Especially, like, if they're not on smooth terrain like he is right now, uh, the, the shakiness can, you know, actually yeah. be allowed. <laughs> Yeah, but I actually do have issues with the way that they, how Justin Lin directs these scenes. Oh God, I did not, again, I, I knew that he hit those porta potties and we had like the blue liquid hit the, the camera, but I didn't realize a little splat of shit on there too. That's just. I mean, I hope not, but fair enough. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know why they, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Justin Lin, this is his introduction to the franchise. I know that he becomes a mainstay. Yes, uh, I don't know if he. Do you know if uh, what else he has directed before this? Um, a couple of random things, but nothing that I'd ever heard of. Okay, look like kind of indie stuff. Well, this is certainly his claim to fame later on, eh? Yeah, this in Star Trek Beyond, the best of the J.J. Uh, Abrams eras. I will vouch for that. I will. I will second that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I think he makes some weird choices with the directing car action. Um, not so much in this early chase. I think this one's done well. It's much. It's later on that we see that, yeah, maybe he didn't know how to make that stuff exciting. And so we see the, a lot of the same stuff repeated over and over again ad nauseum. That was kind of a cool shot. Kind yeah. of a silly one. We see him like changing the gear and then it zooms out and goes before him, goes uh, forward. Yeah, I get the feeling that this is like I don't I we I, I need to I'm gonna break this rule, but this is yeah, this again, this is his first film uh part of this franchise, and he will definitely be a part of the franchise itself, kind of making it a lot more successful, um, and moving away from the streets. But definitely if this is his first foray into it, he has to I'm not gonna say he's he's learning, but if it is his first foray, I guess it's not the worst thing uh ever no no yeah definitely not the worst thing ever yeah but i having finished it today i felt the same that i felt the first time i watched it where i was like hmm like for taking like a big radical sidestep 
I don't necessarily feel like they... Oh, wow. By the way, I, I did like that this opening car chase finally showed like the dangerous consequences of uh, these reckless street street races. Well, not enough, actually. I think, like, obviously, I agree. somebody should have, like, had their neck snapped. Uh, and not by death, but just, like, they get critically injured and they can't race ever again. Like, that... The jock, for instance, can no longer like pitch baseball. Like his arms, pretty much mucked. Like it's been paralyzed or something like that. That's where it should have been. But obviously, no, he kind of he he gets spared. Yeah, I thought maybe they should have done it to the girl, um, and especially because this is such a. I mean, this whole opening is basically the the plot of the rest of the movie, just with playing out with different groups. It's the same. Oh no, this girl's with the the bad boy. I got to race him to, to win your heart and to take you away from him. We see that same. Oh God, the smile with the blood was kind of, <laughs> I love that smile with the blood. I don't know why, but yeah, we, so there's a little micro microcosm, I guess for the, uh, whatever, what do we call that? But, um, and we even see like, Oh no, he was connected and you're not. And so he gets to walk away without consequence, but you, you know, your life's got to change for this. So similar again, stakes, Although not as uh, heightened as later. No, certainly not. Also, he cleaned up pretty quickly, by the way. Like, I, f- I feel like yeah. he should have, like, stayed injured for uh, a little more, sustained a little more heavily in- uh, injury, excuse me, but I guess not. Yeah, would have been better. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I think they strip away with this more grounded opening. Strip away a lot of the corny fun of the previous two. I think this one overall has a very different vibe. And I think the vibe, it, it feels like it's less fun, at least for me, this one. And I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. I think they could do some good stuff going forward with it. But I feel like they didn't. Like if this was going to be OK, we're going to step away from what those first two were and set a whole new kind of this is what we're going to try to do going forward. I don't know if they fully got it successfully. But yeah, especially if like. You know, like Vin Diesel may or may not do these anymore. So, you know, Lucas Black, he's he's our he's our guy. Yeah. Uh, and so we're going to he, he'll he be the he's the new face of the franchise. Like Paul Walker's gone. So, yeah, it's here. Here's his introduction. Yeah, and I think it I think it makes it a little bit also less interesting that we're going with a high schooler who especially doesn't look like a high schooler. But having that whole kind of um, cop undercover routine kind of gives it a little bit more of an interesting story i think this one the story is just a lot less it feels a lot more flat this one i think interesting okay yeah story-wise in comparison to the other two eh? yeah do you think it stands on its own in uh instead of the uh, in place of the other two or does it need the other two to like you know stand upon Wow, MC Hammer, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I saw. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm still not. This will be my, I think, my second viewing of this, and I'm still not sure. And I know that this actually, I think, kind of a. Maybe like an underrated cult hit for the franchise. I think there's a lot of folks who come out and say this is one of their favorites. And so I think maybe coming back, I was expecting more because of that. I was like, OK, this maybe this is maybe I didn't give it the right shake the first time around i was expecting something different yeah potentially by the way when we were when we were like doing this little like you know not montage but we were going 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 through the streets which i didn't realize okay so 
this is a setup for later. I forgot about that. Uh, mm. in, this, in this district, I was like, because we see the KFC there, the McDonald's. I was like, I wonder if there's a Tim Hortons in this area as well. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if they'd expanded out that far yet. Uh, I know there's like ones over in London. There's yeah. one, like, you know, there's one in New York somewhere, I think in Grand Central Station or somewhere like that. Yeah. And we see that instead of going to, to prison for his uh, illegal, his part in that illegal race, he's being shipped off to live with his dad in Japan. I guess they're like, we got to get you off the streets, but we don't care what we, what we do with you. If you want to leave the country, that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how often that's done in real life, if that's the case for juvenile delinquents, but I don't know. I guess his mom cut him a deal, so maybe it's a weird, it's a weird one, but I, I guess it works. Yeah. Yeah, it is a little bit of an odd premise to start. Yeah. He gets shipped off to Japan. He doesn't speak Japanese, but, but his dad's living there. I guess he was an old army vet, and he got stationed here, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, he's with the Navy, uh, just noticing his T-shirt, or one of his shirts, excuse me. Yeah, and when he arrives, yeah, his dad's got this uh, this lady of the night uh, sex worker there. It's, hey, it's a little bit of an awkward start. Uh, it's, it's, it's a working woman, what are you talking about? Well, yeah. She's on the job. Yeah, exactly, but a little awkward start for for uh, yeah him and his dad, Sean. Is it Sean? Yeah. It's Sean. Right. Oh, Navy, there you go. Yeah, and when I was when we see the dad here, I was expecting him to have the same accent as his son. So I was like, wait a minute, why does the mom and the dad not have this very thick Alabama accent like he has? Wait, is it Alabama? Like, I guess I didn't notice the license plates, but it was it supposed to be Alabama. Well, they move around a lot. I just looked up who the oh, actor yeah. was, oh, like, okay. where he was from, because so I was like, that accent is so particular. Yeah. I also thought he was putting it on, but no, apparently it is like, that's his like real accent. eh? Yeah. I had to look that up too. I was like, is this a fake accent? Cause it is so out there, <laughs> but no, that's him. And so I don't know. I, I think it's weird that he has it and the parents don't, I don't know why they made that choice either. Well, if I recall the parents separated it when he was three years old. So like perhaps his dad, one may not be from Alabama and two, he also like, could have having to move around a lot. He just lost it potentially or at, uh, in, in different places. He just, it, it was less, it grew less and less. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You just think that the kids would get their accent from their parents. So it's a little, I don't know, a little odd. I mean, I, I forgot what his mom's uh, voice sounded like potentially like that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, she sounded pretty much like the dad, just kind of the, the flat accent. I don't know what to call that. <laughs> American. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many different types of American accents. Boston, New York, Texas, Alabama, South Carolina, <laughs> Iowa, Ohio, Nebraska, New Mexico, <laughs> anywhere else, Arizona. <laughs> I don't know about an Arizona accent. I don't know if I know that one. Oregon accent many many in California I can tell you that much yeah and why do you think they made the switch to set it in Japan and especially considering that we get um, we get our our character here our lead character is white his best friend character is black his an American 
and his love interest is uh, Australian. And actually, I guess the only only one of the central characters that's Japanese is the villain, because even even Han is uh, Korean. So that, I think that's another kind of odd choice. I didn't quite get that either. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Like I think <laughs> I wonder if they were gonna do like this is me. I don't I don't know. Like I'm, this is just like me speculating. But you know how we we had maybe this is a little weird, but we, you know how we had like in the first one, we had like all those different cultures um, mm-hmm. around uh, in, in LA. I wonder if the point of the series now was to go to each culture. And like, so we see like the Tokyo drifters, we see like, then we would go to Cuba or uh, Mexico or, you know, or anywhere like, you know, that does. So we'll, we'll do like the, uh, the Cuban racing or, you know, just the, the Latino racing. And we go to like, you know, the, african-american territory and we'll do it like their way and how their uh style is maybe that's a little bit insensitive apologies but maybe that's my thought yeah i thought the same thing and that's why i was so surprised that almost none of our central characters except for the villain are are japanese it was just i was like oh that's kind of (laughs) weird yeah it is weird i mean i was okay it's weird because it's written by uh, a white guy, but it's directed by a Chinese American. So that's that's. Or wait, no, is is Justin Lin Chinese or is he Korean? I forget. I apologize, Justin Lin. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know too much about him. I will say that I don't. I don't think other than like that really terrible joke, uh, or not well joke, but that bit with like you know the team smashing the the mascot of the other of the rival team i gotta mm-hmm. give credit to at least sean he's not like he's kind of opened in a way to this like th- to this new culture yep yep it's really interesting how like it's like throughout the whole film like i i was i was like kind of nervous i was like are they gonna like make a like maybe there's a few like oh you wouldn't do that nowadays but i i feel like it's pretty tame and, and pretty like um what what is the term yeah i think it's i think it's tame and and kind of not classy but a little more clean than i i expected it to be yeah no yeah and i think all these have been mainly or mostly not not too outdated in terms of being offensive yeah (laughs) i mean little little bow wow's first line is uh uh did he say like i'm like the military don't ask don't tell or did he say like this place yeah that's what i meant i forgot to bring that up yeah i talked about the last hotel i was like oh yeah that's that's like wow that's not good yeah back in the day oh yeah Uh, we're not you're not technically allowed to be in the military if you're a homosexual so we don't ask and you don't tell us and then that's fine then you can stay but we're not going to change it so you be allowed if you're gay like what the fuck (laughs) actually that would go over a lot of kids heads if they watched it nowadays like either yep. Gen Z or Gen Alpha. I mean, even some millennials may not know what that joke is. I feel like they probably would, but this is quite the garage situation here. That's that's just interesting. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, it'd save space absolutely. But in Bow Wow's little car here, the the Hulk mobile looks like. <laughs> yeah, I I was like, is this what I think it is? And then I saw like you know the decal in the front. And I'm like. All right, that's like this. It being like a 
like an SUV kind of is lame, but I, wow, yeah. that's product placement if it was anything. Yeah, once I saw the foot, I remembered. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to get a Hulk car. That stuck out in my memory. <laughs> and surprisingly, this doesn't, like, come back. I mean, it's it's the, it's in the movie, don't get me wrong, but it's not, like, yeah. a focal point of the entire, like, piece. Yeah, that that does make it strange. I wonder why they did it <laughs> in that case. Because, yeah, it never really plays much of a role. Well, I mean, Ang Lee's film already came out, so maybe that's why, like, he's back in pop culture, regardless of the uh, reception <laughs> of that film. Maybe it... You know, it's just something that the character would like. I have no idea. Maybe it was literally Bow Wow's car, and he's like, I'll be in the movie as long as let me showcase my badass Hulk car. Well, they would have to have, like, uh, shipped it all the way from, like, America if that was the case. <laughs> hey, he was a big quantity back then. They'd want him to, uh, they'd do it every ass, I'm sure. I mean, he does have some songs in the film, so, like, fair enough. <laughs> And I think he's pretty much the only like known quantity. I think most of these other folks are fairly mostly newbies in terms of the actors here. Yeah, that's true. Well, save for one person who, uh, boy, when I saw on screen, I was a smile like lit up on my face. Me too. And I had the same reaction back then. I was in no way expecting it back when this came. Oh my God. Another little butt shot. They always got to get those in there. He slapped that, uh, but yeah, I had no idea that that was coming the first time I watched this, and I was, yeah, like, holy crap, This I suddenly like the movie more now. <laughs> yep. Movie gets, like, two extra points. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and this is this is kind of the, I guess we get a little moment here seeing all the different kind of uh, flashy vehicles and different splashes of color for characters. But again, I don't feel like we get too many interesting focal ones we even get this little part of the crew introduced here these two uh i guess they're part of the of han shop but i don't think we even ever get their names and they're they're barely characters they're just kind of in the background they all oh, they have names it's just they're it's during the credits <laughs> yeah exactly yeah they're not named on screen except for the credits yeah yeah so it's kind of like that's another like that that was we even pointed out in that last one how we liked that uh, little the mechanic guy Jimmy and you know it's nice to just get a little bit of filling out that cast so it's not just kind of extras hanging around our leads. Yeah, no, certainly. Um, I even forget what Bow Wow's like character's name is. Yeah, Twink. Twink. Oh, yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah, they say it's for Twinkie, but that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and even secondary racers like we. Because we were so focused on just kind of our leads racing, we don't get those kind of fun little side people in the background, like uh, a Jaw Rule or uh, Michael Ely. Yeah, or um, what was his name in the uh, in the first film that raced uh, against uh, Rick Rick Ewan, excuse me, or Johnny? Sorry, remember the remember the remember yep. the, the kid the mechanic who like wanted to go to MIT, but he has like ADHD yep yep exactly another part of their crew yeah yep. yeah and i think those i think those some of the highlights of those first two is having that that kind of big cast of characters and we do get like a cast here but it, it feels like they're all main players there's not really many little side bits except for yeah twink and this guy that with the red hair who i don't know his name i don't know if we even really get it either well it's just takashi's i guess like right hand man i guess yeah, besides uh, yeah, Han. 
I guess left hand man. Yeah, left hand man. Because <laughs> yeah, right hand man is always the one that you trust. The left hand man, like left hand, is always like mischievous because everybody, you know, because though like not many people are left handed. Yeah, and if they are, you know, you can't trust them. You know, uh, southpaws. Well, there's always, they always got something hidden in that uh, that right hand. Yeah, yeah. I guess you. Well, I guess that means I'm on. Uh, you should. Well, there you go. I'm not trustworthy. I thought you were an ambidextrous. Uh, I am, which means that I'm even more like callous and i should even be like you know witch hunt witch hunt excuse yeah. me a blade in every sleeve yeah southpaws right. only have a blade in the, the right sleeve wait you mean left right no right because or... they they go for the punch with their strong arm yep. and then as you're moving to move away from the punch that's when they pull out the dagger oh interesting oh i see right-handed folks yeah, okay. would never pull something like that because they're <laughs> trustworthy all right fair <laughs> enough it also helps because delivers on like a certain side that's why there you go. There you go. But yeah, we were introduced to our villain here. Um, supposedly uh, Yakuza connected. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I've definitely seen this guy before. But I just, I don't know. I feel like he's also a little bit, he feels more like the Johnny villain. He doesn't feel as impressive as Verome. Or as, uh, yeah, he feels like he's more of a background villain, but he's our main villain. Yeah, he does kind of feel like uh, Johnny in a way. I think I think you are right in that sense. Yeah, and I think it makes it worse because he feels kind of like a like a little barking dog who just keeps barking at you, but he's not actually that. You know, he's not that imposing. I get that kind of vibe from him. Yeah, unless he like. Well, yeah. The thing is that I don't know. Yeah, it's it, there's there's different energy, but yeah, he, even though he's like putting up like similar vibes to Johnny. I think Johnny was just a different guy in of its in of himself. Yeah. Like sure he had like he got he, sure he had his right hand man there to do but he I don't know there was never uh we never saw a breakdown like uh what Takashi has here in the film later on. Yeah. Like I guess he does like when he breaks down he breaks down because of what happens uh with his what with his yakuza connections. Um and obviously, as well, I think the other thing is that there's no girl. Uh, there's no girl involved. That's that's the other thing that like kind of we see we see him like lose it over, lose it over. Excuse me. Oh, Johnny, you mean? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 sorry, Takashi. Yeah, yeah, Takashi has this girl lose it, but like we never have that with Johnny. Yeah, I think it helped that with Johnny. Each time that we would see him, they would escalate the threat of him. The first time they run into him, he just burns up the car. Next time we see him, he's he's like torturing a guy with the oil. This guy's just kind of a petty fuck. He's like, stay away from my girl. Ugh. And that's about it. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, so. he's he's only he's only a threat because he's got connections to the mob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, he seems like he'd be kind of a, a little bit of a puss. Yeah. Whereas Johnny felt like I, not he wasn't fully the mob, but he felt like that. eh? Yeah, and especially if you compare him against something like Verome, which I didn't want to do because that just seems unfair because that guy had so much presence and we established very quickly that he's like the top dog. This guy's just a lot lower down. Oh, this is interesting, by the way. I was like, is this guy a celebrity? Or is... I was thinking the exact same. I'm like, this guy has to be somebody. I, I did not, like, I'm ignorant for not looking it up, but I feel like, yeah, he's he's got a face. He's, he's got a face that stands out, eh? Yeah, and they have him so front and center. He's smoking a cigarette, and he looks right at the camera. Just breaks the fourth wall. 
Look how cool he thinks he is too. I mean, he is cool. But... He, dude, <laughs> dude, that guy like is exuding some really good energy. Yeah. And here we go. the The big drift fight we've already introduced that so that's going to be the talking point of this one. The first one they focused on Nos so much. This one's drifting. Yeah, that's what I mean by like each culture kind of has something that they're good at when it comes to uh, racing. So I'm like, all right, so this is what like you know this is what Japanese people are known for because of like their windy roads. So I'm like, it's the drifting stuff. Yeah. I'm like, let's go. And I really did like that in the beginning uh, race uh, back in America where we mm-hmm. see that he's actually not good at drifting. And I'm like, as soon as he didn't know how to drift there and then it's like, you know, shown cemented here. I'm like, I know what movie this is. Um, it's not cars, thankfully, because in that movie, it's also about drifting. But uh, in this one, it's, it's kind of a hero's journey, which I, I kind of enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that's what basically takes up. It replaces the, uh, the heist element or the mystery. Now it's self-improvement. And we see uh, this, this villain, he's the drift King. He's, he's got it down and our lead. He's just a big fuck up. He's crashing everywhere. And I felt so bad for Han because every now and again, because Han lent him this car to do this race. And every now and again, you see his face and it's just dropping the disappointment. It's like, ah, crap. And oh, I'm wow. Just like, go ahead. Sorry, little Bow Wow just looked at the camera too and raised his eyebrows and smiled. I mean, I saw why. Fourth wall. Like, of course, there's a reason for that. Was there? Yeah, because, you know, he's in a whole elevator with the ladies. Oh, I, well, yeah, but I don't know if that uh, justifies the fourth wall break. I know, but... certainly not, but like, yeah, whatever. You, you, you know what I mean? I also just love Han because, like, you see him and he's, I know he, maybe some people be like, ah, he's not like, he's got no character or whatnot. He's like, he's just there eating his like, you know, snacks <laughs> and just, you know, looking cool. And he should be like, you know, kind of nervous that, you know, Sean here is mucking his ride up and it's going to lose him his ride. But no, that's not the case actually. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that works because we saw his initial disappointment when he crashed the first time and now we see that he's just accepted it. Yeah. He knows that, yeah, he's, his car is going to be fucked up. So. It's almost like this isn't the first time he's given a car to somebody. Yeah, yeah, and we do find out later that, yeah, this is a way that he tests uh, potential workers so or potential people of his entourage. There you go, yeah, however you want to call it. That's quite a cool drift moment there. I'm not a big, I'm not a huge fan of drifting, um, but I, I think they do some cool stunts like that one there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of drift. Well, I, I can't say that because I'd love to learn how to drift. It's just that I need a vehicle, like a, a junk car to practice on. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I just mean more. I um, I just don't find it as as exhilarating or interesting as I feel like a lot of people do. I'm just just less into it. But. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I've never been in a street race before, so I can't, you know, speak on that. But it certainly looks it is certainly a skill like seeing Ken Block do it in his like, you know, stunt videos that he does or, you know, his track videos he does. That's it's it's pretty it's a skill like it's pretty impressive yeah. if you had if you had to do it. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is a skill. It takes a lot of yeah time and practice. I just mean more visually like watching people do drifting. I don't find it as exhilarating as just a you know just kind of a straightforward race yeah i guess so don't leave town damn (laughs) yeah no you're stuck (laughs) 
You're in my pocket now. And things are not going good for him. Especially when he gets home. Yeah, and we see that every article of clothing that the dad owns says the Navy on it. That's uh, just in case we forget. I mean, <laughs> I think it's all right. Like maybe that's me being kind of <laughs> too gullible, but I think it works. Yeah, because there is because yeah. I know somebody who has like a sweater that says Army on it. So like, you know, that's not. I think like that. that yeah. that's just product placement in a way. Well, it's just the first scene we see it, then the second scene, they have to put it in there again. And even when he wasn't there, we see that he tells them the time and it's 0700 when the bus comes. It's not so. I guess I give that a pass because that's how I, you know, inter- like, that, that's how I operate as well. So, yeah, I don't know why it definitely causes issues with scheduling that's uh, there. I don't I don't know if it does or not, but OK. <laughs> It has in the past, but yeah, not in a long time. With me? I mean, like, if I say 1600, I know that's 4 o'clock, so... Yeah, but I don't. That's that's what I mean. It causes a problem oh. with scheduling, because I'm never on the 24-hour clock. Oh, fair enough. I think it's, honestly, yeah, I've, I've pretty much grown to, like, accept that it's the better of regular, but that's just me. Yeah, well... To each their own. To each their own. I can't, like, say one is it. And again... Honestly, you think that Sean would be like the delinquent here? I mean, he kind of is, but not really. Like, he's not. I don't know. Like, I, I gotta give him credit. He's not that like. Like, yeah, he's maybe like a social outcast, but he's not like scoffing at oh these these the teachers or this establishment. He's again, they kind of like hold it back. Maybe that's also because it's with Justin Lin in, in the director's chair. But like, yeah, it's kind of like oh look at how alien you know Japan is. It's like not really. It's just you know different architecture and way of living but not no it's kind of like kind of normal in a way does that, does that make sense well yeah it's just another side of the same coin that he's disinterested in school is just not something that catches his interest all he really is interested in is the racing and so when he's at school whether it's japan or the u.s he's just biding his time and you know uh like uh, ticking his clock, whatever that is, or clocking in and clocking out. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's, just, it's but it's weird that he's not like, I, I he screams like he's a guy who would skip school, but no, he's he's still doing it. I'm like, huh, that's pretty interesting, actually. Yeah. And here we see his introduction to the gang, which is, uh, yeah, debt collecting. Certainly. I guess for uh, those ladies and gents, those in between unaffiliated, uh, who, you know, we, we, we see that with the female side of uh, shots. Now we get this with the, uh, I guess, or for the males instead, if that makes sense. Yeah, we get our lead without a shirt on and with a little towel there and, yeah. And this big dude, the sumo wrestler kind of guy. In terms of physique. Yes, he's a sumo wrestler. I assume he's probably like a well-known sumo wrestler at the time. Maybe still going on. I have no idea. Oh, is he? Oh, is he actually? Oh. Potentially. The bear. I mean, like, I don't know if this guy would have just, this this actor would have just, like, gained all the weight for, like, oh, we got, want you to play a sumo wrestler. And then he loses all the weight afterwards. It's like, I I feel like he's most likely a a sumo wrestler. (laughs) That's just me, though. Well. Yeah, I don't know if they say he's a sumo. Maybe they did say he was a sumo wrestler. Maybe I just missed it. Oh, I just don't. thought the they... joke was that he was a huge dude. 
Oh, well, I just assumed he was a sumo wrestler. <laughs> You're like, here, take your damn money. Because given his physique, I'm like, no, that looks like a, he, he does sumo wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's fair. Although you see plenty of folks with that physique around in uh, the U.S., I'm sure, and they wouldn't be sumo wrestling. Jeez, all right, come on, man. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. I know, like, obesity is a real thing, but, like... Yeah, there's plenty of folks with that kind of physique, and, you know, that's what I'm saying. I didn't assume he was naturally a sumo wrestler, just because maybe it's from a North American perspective. Yeah, it's just that, like, with... Su- I guess it is, but with sumo wrestling, it's, like, while it is fat, they do it in a healthy manner. I know it's... Maybe it's weird to say, but, like, no, they actually, like... Like there's there's muscle to it as well. They're like they're not like lazy slobs or anything like that. Damn. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now, now I just like <laughs> here I go being like, hey man, and then just like insulting people. I did not mean that. Yeah, we apologize if either one of us have offended anyone there during this discussion. <laughs> yeah. No, that was wrong. Basically, they're not. The, sumo wrestlers are more active uh, when it comes to their sport. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's still, I mean, that that kind of immense weight definitely still has its, uh, you know, setbacks. I know, for for instance, uh, Yokozuna, who was very fit, uh, had that physique, and he was a WWE wrestler, and he died quite young from a heart attack. Because I'm, yeah, that's true. Carrying around that kind of weight has a lot, puts a lot of stress on your your heart. Yeah, not just that, especially if you are active with it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, everything has its trade-offs. Yeah, unfortunately. I don't know, man. Look at Han. Like, I don't, I don't, maybe it's the actor, but that guy is a handsome dude, and he just has a lot of charisma to him. Oh, he does, yeah. A lot of charm. He He's definitely the, I would say, kind of the sole standout. I mean, Lucas Black here, he's okay. But if, if there's anyone that I'd want to see more of, it's it's Han. It just exudes this kind of energy of like, I don't know. He just, he just has this energy to him of like, I want to see more of him. Yeah. But no, we're getting, yeah. In these scenes here, we just see that, you know, Hans, even though he's with, uh, even though he, he does seem to like be pretty cool with the wind. Uh, he's, he's got some, pro- well, there's, there's some, there's some setbacks, excuse me, when it comes to, uh, being, uh, in with this uh, this mafia. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I guess this is a mirror kind of to the Paul Walker first uh, arc. Uh, except this guy isn't a kind of clean type. But I guess Paul Walker, it turns out he wasn't either. Before he was a cop, he was getting into lots of trouble. So. Yeah, do you mean uh, with, with Sean here or with uh, with Han? Oh, with Sean. Yeah, sorry. I was, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's fine. That's, that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, the names are so similar. Maybe I maybe I thought you said Sean. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. No, that's the case. No, it's my bad. But no, yeah, it is interesting Han being in this this kind of like crime boss almost because he really doesn't seem like he has the distrib- uh, disposition, especially to be going around like bullying people to collect money. Like he seems like such a laid back kind of guy. They're like ah, oh, they'll send it to me when they're uh, they're ready. Yeah, I mean. Maybe the maybe he wasn't gonna do that to the sumo wrestler. He was just like, eh, you know, like I'll just make my my buddy do it now, my underling do it, and uh, make get a get a laugh out of it. 
Yeah, that's fair. A kind of a test form more than anything. There you go. And and I I feel like the the Sumo Wrestler and Han are pretty cool guys. Like they they they're like yeah yeah cool. <laughs> could be. Yeah, it's too bad they didn't uh, use him. They could have brought him back in the climax or something, but I don't know. Oh, certainly. But yeah, we got a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a piece of the romance building there. Yeah, with uh, Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except honestly, with less uh, less flair, I think she's one of the bigger weaknesses of this movie. I feel like, yeah, I just don't really get much from her. I don't know if it's at the part. There's not much there, but she's no Mia or even uh, Eva Mendez from the last movie. I think there's just a kind of a lack of charisma from her. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they could have done more with her, especially given we have a similar like Mia scene where they, you know, go drifting together. Yeah. And that doesn't really come back uh, in this movie, at least. Yeah, and that was kind of the scene when it made me realize where I was like, oh, you know, I'm actually not really not really into this romance. It's just I don't really feel a ton of chemistry between the two of them. And yeah, her character is just not. I mean, yeah, it doesn't really feel like there's too much to her. She feels like she's more of a just a kind of a prop. Yeah, that's an artifact of any other movie. I'm just like, oh, we need a romance. Like, why not? Like, we need these two to fight uh, over each other. Uh, instead of it being just a big dick measuring contest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which I feel like they used uh, Mia a similar way with Vincent in that first movie. But they still managed to make her uh, an interesting character that we like in their romance. Yeah, give her agency. Yeah. I like that bit about the the cops there. I, I kind of thought that was going to come back, but... Yeah, it's not. It, it kind of doesn't, eh? Like, uh, yeah. un- unless like it's saying like where the cops are. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe to explain why they don't show up during the big kind of racing scenes later. Yeah, potentially. I I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it, it, there's some setups here that I just like. Is that like what was the point of that in retrospect? But yeah. Yeah. See, we got a name there, Danny, but. That, He's not part of his, even though he's maybe part of his entourage, he's not part of like the crew though. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. How do you feel about Sean so far? Do you feel like, do you feel like this is like you're, you're liking this character as much as Paul Walker in the first movie or. Hmm. Good question. I mean, like if this is supposed to be our new like protagonist for the series, if you know, if it keeps going, uh, I feel like it's a good like building moment, I guess. Like it's a, again, it's a protagonist. It's a hero's journey. Excuse me. Um, you know, even though Han should be the, you know, protagonist. I also don't think this is like a, um, I mean, this is out of nowhere, but I, this isn't a white savior movie, hopefully. No. Cause, cause yeah, he's not really, I mean, the only person he's really saving is, uh, yeah, whatever her name was. <laughs> I think it's Neela. Neela, that's it, yeah. Oh, by the way, that's funny. Her name's Neela. Mia was from the first film. <laughs> okay, maybe yeah, I'm no. stretching there. But what it is, is taking a character, taking a, a movie that should have more of a a focus on, you know, 
I don't know. I, I, it feels weird to me that the that we have this movie set in Japan. Our leads white, his best friend's black, his second best friend's Korean, and his love interest is Australian. There's something about that that just feels like it's wasting the environment that it's in. It's like give, give us more of a, a Japanese lens here, having like only the villain as the Japanese lens. I feel like just make gives a bit of a weird, weird note to the movie. Yeah, it's not like Johnny the first film where I like you and I said we can look past the fact that Rick Yoon is Korean there, because um, he feels like he's a actual character and not his ethnicity has nothing to do with his villain villainousy. Yeah, and they even kind of point out because later on Sean's like Tahani's like, so how do you end up here? Like they're kind of hinting there that he's not either he's not Japanese or at least not natively from Japan. Yeah. So. Yeah, just having someone who is there who is like big into the car scene, like the twink role, that could have easily been a Japanese guy. I don't I don't know why they decide to make it Bow Wow, another American. I mean. This is the closest uh, like American adaptation of Initial D we're gonna get. So like yeah, again, I don't I don't know why we couldn't have had like an up and coming you know street racer uh, in Japan you know try his hand at the racing scene and he gets like completely destroyed. Nahan is his <laughs> uh, his t- tutor tutor excuse me. You know that I I would have liked the most if it was just a Japanese lead. Yeah, I think that would have I would have preferred that <laughs> definitely. And you can still it have, feels like sorry go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, you can still have the scenes with him, you know, this. You can still have him like the training yeah. montage, which is what I like. Yeah. Yeah, and I I mean I I think Sean is a fine like character, but he feels he feels like a lesser Paul Walker. Like a just a little bit more generic. Like yeah, a generic Paul Walker. Yeah, and that's why it would have been a, a big change to have a Japanese lead here to give us, you know, a different flavor, maybe focus on the, the different cultural elements there. Cause we, I mean, with Sean, he's, he's an, an outsider who's not that interested. He's only interested in cars and learning this Japanese style of the drifting. At least that's how they frame it here. So it's, yeah, it feels again, it feels like the, the Tokyo setting is just like some some added color. It doesn't feel like it's a, a movie about the fact that it's in Tokyo. You know, they could do a similar thing with, uh, if you remember, this has been so long for you, but if you remember the film Rantau, they almost could have had it be um, a the, the, the protagonist is instead from like the rural region from Japan, of Japan, yes. me, and him just coming into the city and getting lost in it. And he has like some experience with cars like where he's from potentially and then he just gets roped into this and he gets in over his head he could have had something like that yeah he was in the rural country just working with like junker cars and then he comes to the big city and falls in with the like the yakuza and and being exposed to these like real cars and real racers yep i think they could have done a lot with that yeah yeah and and yeah, it might have given us something a little bit more fresh because, yeah, I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to be too hard on the movie. I think Lucas Black is 
I think he's fine. I think his accent is quite interesting. I feel like I don't I feel like that's unusual for a leading man to have that thick of an accent. Oh, certainly. But oh yeah, for any anybody who doesn't like Bow Wow's music, this is uh this is your you guys are probably uh liking this part. <laughs> <laughs> I have no I have nothing on Bow Wow. I'm just like just joking there of like hey, Bow Wow's getting beat up. It's like there's so many people who would want to see this with like any celebrity. Yeah, I don't know if you'll I don't know if you'll agree with this, but because we don't have a a Japanese lens, at times I feel like this movie is kind of otherizing Japanese folks a little bit. Uh, okay. I don't know if you get that at all. Well, I mean, I kind of said that before where I was like this doesn't this normalizes Japan rather than like making it a a foreign place. I think that's what Justin's trying to do, but maybe I'm wrong on that. So what what you're saying is otherwise what I was saying. So uh, please proceed. Yeah, because I mean, we do have these two unnamed, at least in the movie, unnamed, like entry characters that are just like they're just there to be tech heads. They 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 work on the cars. That's basically all their their character is. And then we see all these other Japanese folks who are either just in the background, just kind of like they're cheering on that fight there or cheering on the, the cars. But none of them have any sort of interest or agency put onto them. And the only ones that do are the villains who are all wrapped up in this, this, this ugly Yakuza underworld. And yeah, I, I just feel like it's, it's lacking that, that Japanese lens. Again, it just feels like it's all there just for color, just a little bit of splash, something different, but they're not. Yeah, it could be said anywhere is what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, I don't know if I'll get to your point and or rebuttal your point, but well, one, here's where Bao gets to show off his football skills. Um, there you go. I don't know what foul you're talking about. Maybe he was offside. I didn't see where the line was, so it could have been offside. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, with that previous scene, though, of Sean helping get um, Bow out of a jam, I like that. I like that a lot because yeah, uh, it kind of like it shows how at least you know before in the beginning he walked away from that like you know, that kid getting spray painted in the in his uh, stomach, and now it's here he's like you know standing and I like that he doesn't use knuckles to solve the problem. He uses like here here's he's bartering. He's like here here's a iPod. I take mine. I'm like, oh, you yeah. turn the other, you essentially turn the other cheek. I mean, you push the guy just to stop <laughs> the thing from happening, but you still turn the other cheek. Ultimately, that is actually a really good representation of what Jesus taught. Sorry, that was, apologies. That was just a, was a side trail. <laughs> yeah, I like the scene too. Yeah, I, li- I like the scene. Yeah. And finding uh, finding alternative routes to to solve a problem other than just straight violence, which we see him use later Certainly. with the uh, yeah with the the crime boss. With this crowd, it looks like CGI, but I don't know if it is. Or it not. did one hundred percent look like. I, I swear, some of them were just like repeated images too. I mean, like it. Not, we're not talking like rubbermen, but there was just something like they weren't fully rendered in yet. I'm not gonna say yeah. properly, just. I think I think they could be rendered in properly. I think it's just like they weren't rendered in fully. Mm-hmm. I do like that, like soccer field on the top of that building. I think that's really cool. 
Yeah, the foot, the football, like uh, pitch on, up there. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it would make sense that you would have it up there. there there's still no, there's no fields devoted to like foot football. Yeah, and another sense of um, this city utilizing the space that it has, like we saw with that that garage. This feels unrealistic, by the way. Yes, no. This is this is a piece of the corniness from those first two movies, but it feels out of place because the movie isn't corny like those two. Yeah, there's no. It's not. See, it's weird because like with those first two, you can feel there was like a theatricality to it. With yeah. this, now what I'm talking about the unrealism here is uh, the fact that these streets would be jam packed with like, yeah, you know, cars. <laughs> That's my like beef with it. Uh, Agreed. Not so much like this, but I also see what you're saying of like, this movie's not theatrical enough. Yeah, and they're in the middle of the intersection too. And it's just, yeah, ridiculous. And they're just... Yeah, she's trying to turn right. And then like, nope. Also, I feel like these two are probably like, you know, idols in Japan. I don't mean like idols, idols, but like they're... Yeah, um, pop idols or something. Pop idols or what's the term? Celebrities. That's what I would say. Yeah, celebrities. Oh, there comes the cars right when we... Yeah. Mm, Yes, sure. It's funny you're with the crowds before we were talking. Like there was a crowd afterwards when we were panning away from the football pitch, uh, that was real. Like those were real crowds. Um, yeah. But yeah, then we used like all those people instead of having like all those extras, we just like kind of had a few extras and then like so you, anyway, whatever. Yeah, and I also, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. I thought the fact that they referenced that there's there's no wax on wax off for drifting. <laughs> I mean, I chuckled at that given I don't watch, I've, I've not like fully watched all of Karate Kid movies. So I'm like, yeah, it is what it is. I'm like, I kind of like, like, you know, sort of like chuckled at that. Yeah. The funny difference with that one is, is that is, that's a movie with a, a white lead kind of entering a more ethnic space, but it is about him embracing the, the other culture. It's not just the karate. It's, it's learning a lot of other stuff. Whereas this one, yeah, again, he's not really immersing himself in Japanese culture almost at all. And I think actually maybe what they could have done is if um, Neela, love interest, was Japanese, she could have been that focal point of introducing him to the culture. I think that might have made the the setting work better. Well, I thought she was half Japanese just because her mom was Australian, I thought she, her dad may have been Japanese, but they don't, I mean, they don't say anything. I mean, I also don't know if the actor is uh, half Japanese or not. Yeah, but in terms of the plot, they, they don't use that almost at all. I figured. Um, yeah, and, and she even references that when she was young, she felt like she was at an arm's length with the culture and like she was an outsider and she still feels that way. So, <laughs> so she wouldn't be a good entry point. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if he doesn't like uh, it's not a it's very subtle like he's not fully I don't know it's uh, it's I don't think he's uh... see I don't I don't think while he's not taking in the culture like you know Daniel San was uh, in in the original Karate Kid I think he's maybe understanding it but in a different way by the way Here's another scene with the dad, and once again, he's in his navy gear. <laughs> I mean, I assumed he just got back from like his, you know, his post. I just think it's funny that it's every scene, pretty much. But but I feel like Eric would come in here and be like, "Now, hang on a second. You have the like, 
if if you're off duty, you can like if if you're about to be off duty from like you know your center or uh, where wherever it is your post, you can change into civilian clothing. <laughs> At a certain point, it starts to feel like they think that the audience is stupid and that they need to be constantly reminded. Potentially, <laughs> I think you're all right on that. Um, but yeah, I think Sean is dealing with his like assimilation or at least understanding of Japanese culture in a different way. Yeah. And to be fair, I mentioned in those first two movies, how it's a world that revolves around racing. So maybe his way of embracing the Japanese culture is embracing how they drive. That's what I immediately thought of, especially yeah. here. Cause this is my like favorite part of the movie of, of just like the training montage. Uh, yeah. With the, with the drifting itself. Yeah. And I like when he beats this guy and the guy just loses it completely. Yeah, it also kind of showcases a, like, over time, which I like. Like, there's no distinct, like, oh, it's been, like, weeks. Like, you could just say, like, there's no days given. So it's like, oh, this could have been, like, months that they were here. It's, it's, it's I think it, I like that. It's uh, kind of ambiguous yeah. with the time. Yeah, I think maybe for me, I just have a disappointment of feeling like, even though, like, in terms of getting a lot of use of the setting, in terms of getting a lot of sights, I just feel like we didn't, like, when we were in Miami in that second one, like, watching that, I was like, man, like, this, the Miami life that we're seeing here, I just want to go and spend time there. It looks like a beautiful area. Oh, yeah. It seems like such a laid-back lifestyle. This one, I feel like it's so removed, I I don't know, I don't really, Japan kind of feels kind of cold and, and off at an arm's length in this movie. Yeah, very different than if we were watching a Godzilla film. Well, yeah, I guess it depends on the one. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, again, these are, it's basically outsiders filming in Japan, whereas, you know, within Japan, it's it's completely different. Like, you know, if you had a Japanese director and writer, you know, do this, it would look very different than what Justin Lin's doing. Yeah, that could be fair. You know, since we mentioned Karate Kid, um, Oh crap! When that? I can't remember when that Jaden Smith one comes out. I... Oh, 10. or just ten. Yeah, but that one's set in uh, somewhere in China, and it did what I did with the uh, with the uh, the love interest being Chinese, and she. We get like the Mister Miyagi character. I think it's Mister Han. <laughs> I think that's what they call him, and he's presenting this very particular point of view of what like the Chinese culture is through the martial arts. And then the other side, we have the the girlfriend who's showing a more softer, more uh, intimate side of the culture. And those two kind of work to immerse Jaden Smith into the kind of what it means to be Chinese in that movie. So that that's I, I, I kind of wish we had some of that here. Again, how, how is it not how does it avoid with, with what you're saying with like yeah, Jaden Smith's Karate Kid? How, how does it avoid cultural appropriation? Well, I, I don't think, I mean, a movie like that, it's not really, it's about cultural integration. Okay. It's about someone, because he's moving there to live there, you know? He has no <laughs> it's choice. about him embracing his new culture that he's he's going to live with. Assimilation, as it were. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess so. Or it's it's the person themselves in there getting assimilated into it. Yeah, but not just, because he's, he's bringing his own culture as well, but embracing the new culture that he's living in and learning to love it. All right. It is a delicate balance, I assume. Especially like, you know, when 
kids online are trying to throw out like you know canceling this and canceling that yeah as you said kids online yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> because they're the authority well hey those people will be ruling the earth one day <laughs> keep that in mind yeah well, well they'll see. be the lawmakers but uh yeah no i just i feel like that's a better way to explore the setting that you're in and I this agree. one yeah it just i don't know by the way, I thought of a potential season for, you know, Cobra Kai, uh, where they mm. bring in Jaden Smith. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. That'd be very funny if they managed to get him back. Like if they if they brought him in and merged, you know, the you know, his his 2010 Karate Kid film with Cobra oh. Kai and and you know, the rest of uh the original Karate Kid uh mythology. I think that'd be pretty funny. Yeah, Mr. Han shows up. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you don't need to do that. Not because just because of uh, Jackie Chan, but like, not, not so. Uh, yeah, just just because like we don't see Mr. Miyagi there. Hey, was that a PSP that I just saw? That uh, was a PSP on the TV screen. Saw. There we go. Yes. Oh, here comes the baddies. It's kick-ass time. Stay away from my girl time. Yeah, and he's doing it personally, so sending a message. I just, again, I just people might say like Hans is just too like chill for this, or he he should like show some emotion other than like the stoic nature. It's like no, nah, I think Hans showing emotion and yeah, different uh, aspects of himself. He's just not doing it as uh, how to put this. It's it's just not as like uh, obvious. Yeah, and he knows what his boundaries are. He knows he can only push against this guy too much and he knows that this kid has left himself in a space where he can't protect him anymore it's like he has to deal with the consequences that he uh acted on yeah brought onto himself there you, you know. go thank you and i'm sure he'd love to be able to help but it's like you keep pushing the bear and the bear keeps yeah you don't play with fire yeah oh you soak yeah you'd only play with fire you soak the matches and gasoline yeah exactly Whew. Ooh, yeah you don't want to do that by the way can i just say that it looks like he has ketchup all or hot sauce all over his face yeah it's some of that uh what was the hot sauce that we saw in his car earlier oh yeah uh was it tabasco sauce tabasco yes <laughs> it's weird though because when he got into the first scrap or when he you know crashed his car in the very beginning in america uh that blood looked real whereas that looked you know a little bit more eh, i don't know i could sort of see the fact that it's uh it's fake that girl in white looked really familiar I was sitting on his desk hmm where she is i i have no idea yeah i feel like i've seen her in some horror movie i'm gonna look it up a grudge movie potentially i was actually thinking of either the grudge or or Jubon. Right, you know the actual grudge movie um or ringu no i don't think she's in ringu maybe one of the sequels which i haven't seen even i own Poten- yeah, that's what I was also thinking. Like potentially. Yeah, but here we get their little oh, the first fuck in this. I think this whole franchise. I don't think we've had any other ones before this. Uh no, there was either it was spoken or at least the the uh subtitles had it in the second one where um when Verona's interrogating Glass, uh the, the, the detective, I think he says like the F word, or at least it's it shows up on the subtitles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Again, unconfirmed. 
yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's leaning in thick. You know, this is we're the same, and you're gonna be with me pretty much. Yeah, I was I forgot I forgot to mention that is like you and I are one of the same. Like, huh? All right, I'll give this movie's credit. Uh, they usually do that only for like between they would do this between Takashi and Sean, but they don't, <laughs> which is interesting. Again, usually that that cliche is. Uh, only for like you know the the, the protagonist and antagonist. Unless it's the uh, antagonist and his girlfriend. Yeah. Damn, I couldn't find her. I guess it's hard because they don't have any names. <laughs> Who? No one's got names. Oh, oh just right, the, yeah, the yeah, 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 there. yeah. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I completely forgot you were talking about. Yeah. I thought you were talking about this actor because I've never seen her in anything else other than she looks like, you know, Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen her in anything either. Maybe I'll look it up. Well, this this part, this is where, like, I, I like had a smile on my face immediately. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was the voice that gave it away for me. He's got the... He's even dressed like they always dressed in those old, old uh, Japanese crime movies. And the white suit and the hat. Yeah, usually he was the one dishing it out to the mafia or whoever's trying to yeah. kill him or whatnot. But I guess we haven't seen him like on. We haven't done a picture of his on the channel yet. But it's the great Sony Chiba. Oh, I thought he was in the Man with the Iron Fist. I thought he popped up in there for a cameo. Uh, did he? I don't think so. I thought he did. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, uh, no, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Yeah, now I'm curious about that too. You have to look <laughs> or maybe it up. I'm thinking of someone else from Kill Bill. Uh, well, it was what's well. Uh, what's her name? Um, uh, uh, what's her? Yeah, Foxy Brown. She showed up. Yeah. Uh, no, it's like they went to. I can't remember where they went. That, that we watched the movie so long ago now. I know. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, one of the early ones on the channel. Yeah. I'll take a look. See if he popped up in that. I know he popped up in Kill Bill a few years before this. Sonny Chiba. Ah, oh, just look at that guy's smile. I don't know. Like just seeing that guy. And he doesn't seem like a violent man, but he certainly I, I do like the fact that we we have the reason for uh Takashi's behavior. Let's let's put it that way, his motivations. Like he doesn't Yeah. Chiba doesn't seem like a violent man here, even though he's part of the Yakuza, which they honestly in real life can be ruthless, but I don't know, it's just, he does not seem like a, a violent man. No. And he doesn't need to be. He's got underlings to do the violence for him at this point. He's the big boss. Oh, yeah, so. no. Yeah, literally, he's the big boss. Uh, yeah, he can't afford to be laid back. <laughs> and I love the fact that between the two father figures, they have the, the similarities, uh, uh, a nail. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought that was a nice little parallel, too. I'm glad you didn't think that was hokey, because I actually think that's pretty brilliant. Yeah, I think it definitely works. Yeah. Now, what it, what 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 would have been eye rolling is if he said the same thing that Dad said. Yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> By the way, I don't know I don't know if you know this, but there's a DC Elseworlds story about for the want of a nail. Uh, it's pretty yeah. interesting. Where if like, like what if Superman out landed outside of Metropolis or whatever it was? Oh wow! I looked this actress up. 
This was her first film role, her only only her second role ever. She played a one-off. Uh, looks like she was in a pilot of a show that didn't get picked up, or at least she wasn't picked up for the show. Okay. And then, yeah, this. So maybe that, because she does, like I mentioned earlier, I, I don't really get much much off of her. Maybe she just didn't have much experience at this point. It was Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not exactly you know too fair. I yeah, say, but... but... She does feel like a misstep in terms of the the hiring. I, maybe this romance could have worked better if if she just if they just had some of that filled out that role better. Yeah, certainly. But obviously, she did something to land the role. So. Yeah, and she didn't do too much afterwards. I mean, she she keeps working, but you know, one off acting in a show, that kind of thing. It's, yeah, I kind of so, saw the thrown punch there, or at least. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, whatever, I'm not going to throw that under the bus. Oh, wow, she played a recurring role on... Oh, wow, I remember her on this, actually. She was in The Vampire Diaries. Wow. Uh, who didn't show up in The Vampire Diaries? I'm just kidding. Yeah, and as a regular for the last season. Yeah, wow, I'd forget Relax, I don't that. see... I don't. I'm, I, I ain't saying anything, like, wrong about it. Oh, <laughs> say all you want about it. I mean, it's not a great show. Ah, yeah. man, it's like, it's got... You know, Dobrov in it. Like, you know, I heard she did a pretty good job in it. Oof. Yeah, her character is just terrible now. Oh, okay. She's fine, but one of the most unlikable characters. That's that's fair. Yeah, no. I said, that's why I said acting. I didn't say, like, yeah. the character's good. I just said acting. By the way, can I just say, I like that moment of t- how to, like, prevent everybody from getting shot? Um, yeah. That was pretty good uh, timing on Sean's part. Yeah, pretty smart. Again, it shows that he's not a violent guy. I mean, okay, this here is kind of like, yeah, this part, but like, in a way, it was, I'm not saying he was coming for it, but like. Yeah, it's it's the, the same thing we've seen with him throughout so far. He solves his violence with his car. Yep. I also like the fact that he, well, we'll see this later, but like, I like uh, what happens with him in, uh, when, it, when it comes to the, like civilians on the street. Yeah. And this, I guess this is the big street racing scene. And it does start to sh- to highlight the things that I don't necessarily love about how Justin Lin shoots the, the action. All right. We get so many shots, so, so many quick cuts. It's like the cuts only last about like maybe two seconds a piece for a lot of these, these things. And we get constant shots of faces and then cutting to gear shifting, foots on pedals. We get so much of that, and it's just like, I don't really need a lot of that. Well, you can also tell that with this uh, shot in mind, you can tell how, like, darker the, or tinted the windows are, because it's obviously not the actual yeah. actors. Because some some of the actors in the previous films were doing their own stunts, uh, and, like, you know, driving their vehicles. Obviously, there were stunt drivers, you know, and replacements. But in this, you can clearly tell that, some of them might be behind the wheel, but others might actually not be behind the wheel. Yeah, and I think I'd actually like this because I think this is a cool setting. I just wish that we could actually see more of it. We get so many close-up shots. I agree. And so many quick shots. It's like, ah, give us a little bit more of the action. Don't. It feels like it's focusing on the wrong stuff. Yeah, it's the equivalent of uh, in a you know a, a standard you know hand-to-hand fight or combat scene where it's just like uh, shot cut shot cut shot cut shot cut um yeah and i that was kind of visceral by the way so what happened like the yeah. second in command 
uh, kind of doing the same thing to Sean that the bully from the beginning was doing. Uh, except this time it ended in him T well not even T boning, but just like uh head on collision with somebody. Yeah. So this one actually died, assumingly. I mean we didn't we don't see him later on, I think, so Yeah. But also the civilians also may have died, so that's kind of rough. Yeah. Uh but I will say what's kind of funny about it though is that I love how they're kinda of, they're drifting and they're like weaving and bobbing, and it's just like I don't know, that's kind of funny where you, you see everybody in a straight line, but these guys now we're gonna like we're going to drift instead. Yeah, that's why I wish we would get more shots of it. I mean, we get we get enough that makes we get just enough to make me want more. Instead, we get so many close-ups of faces and foots on the the gas, gears shifting and it's like I I don't feel like that heightens the excitement at all. It just feel like unnecessary shots. Yes, yeah, certainly. And because of Hans, you know, a little helping his friend out there, uh well it's gonna lead to something but well uh, yeah here's the crowd the potentially cg crowd Jeez, yeah that looks oh hugely yeah <laughs> uh but like i said before we'll see that sean really doesn't want to get like civilians in the way maybe that's me projecting here but they should have had a they should have had a shot of just a child standing alone oh, and then a yeah. shot of his eyes widen and then someone grabs the kid <laughs> so do you remember in the beginning when he Went, went in a taxi. I think that was through this uh, this area as well. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a return to this place, uh, just you know, in a different context. Yeah, where's the KFC and the McDonald's, the McDicks? Eh, it's back somewhere. Or it's, <laughs> it's back there somewhere. Yeah, see, when we do get these shots of them just drifting around, a lot of that stuff is pretty cool. Oh, that's what you want. Like, show us yeah. the action. Exactly. Oh boy, that this when he did the spin around, I didn't even know what was happening until we see him shooting I, the gun. I kind of figured what I, I I knew what he was about to do. That was some good drifting there. Um, yeah. Again, too quick to see, and shows that he doesn't have full control over it. But you know, didn't crash violently. Um, but here, Han makes a mistake, and uh, oh, T bone. That's bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of the what would be a shaky cam problem when things are moving too fast for you to, for me to fully keep up what's happening. You mean too fat, too fast, too furious? Yeah, too fast and too furious was the editor in the editing room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Justin Lin saying faster and more intense. <laughs> All right, I don't know about that. But... <laughs> He's a Lucas acolyte. <laughs> he brought Lucas in to do the con. No, well, no, he's a Trekkie. Yeah, that's true. What are you talking about? Justin Lin's a Trekkie. Yeah, that was pretty sad with with Han blowing up there. Oh no! Well, this causes problems, both in the movie and uh, well, uh, we'll get to it. Yeah, that's because I I remember seeing him in ads for the other movies, and I was like, we'll, we'll get to it. Let's 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 uh, let's for now just deal with this. Sure. Film so. But I will say I was very shocked when his death happened. I was like, holy crap, how does this make sense? <laughs> no, but in but in this movie, I was like, oh, that's I really feel bad. Like I, I feel especially yeah. this scene, I kinda I kinda like it where yeah, they're not looking at each other, uh, just because they, they, they really just they don't know what to say. Yeah, and I like that they go back to his dad. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, they have nowhere else to go, so it's it, it works perfectly. Heck, so the in, in our like, you know, re, uh, rewrite of this film, um you know the the, uh, the 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 rural Japanese native would have uh, like an uncle or somebody in the city. 
that they would yeah. go to. Um, that's why, so that way it would make sense so that they're not just like, and it, the only, the only like problem would be this, this part where like the, uh, the uncle would have to, or the relative would have to have like something to prevent Takashi to shoot him. Yeah. Cause other than like Neela, you know, putting herself in the vehicle, Takashi still got a gun to his head. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it would have to change in our version. <laughs> By the way, I could see under that jacket that he's still wearing the Navy shirt. I just want to point out. What do you expect? <laughs> uh, I mean, fair enough. The person I know who has a Navy jacket, or a Navy jacket, but like an Army sweater, they don't always wear an Army sweater. Yeah, that that's my only critique, is that it's every every time we see him that has to be represented. It's like... I'm pretty sure you're right in that people need to, like, we have to expel. I actually was kind of, like, praising that option of like okay we don't know where the uh dad's like we, we don't know what the dad's occupation is but this way he doesn't have to say what his occupation is so you just automatically like all right it's he's in the navy so you can uh infer like from that some you know what yeah maybe or what navy officers are like um again maybe it is kind of obvious but i i enjoy it yeah and i don't have any th- any problem with that being the character and it makes sense why he would be kind of the deadbeat dad he was never around you know and why he would be living in a, a different country make it all that all makes sense i just feel like did they really need to show us every single scene that he's in <laughs> it's just like damn like we get it <laughs> does he have any other clothing yeah does he have is he anything but the navy that's the question yeah I mean, there was that part where he does work on cars, so that's kind of like a connection that him and his dad have. Yeah. Yeah, and I... I again, there's so much in this that I wish that they would develop more. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. But we only really have that that one scene, and then that's kind of the impetus for him being like, okay, I'll leave you to do it on your own, and you can take this car, and it's kind of like, oh. <laughs> yeah it's good setup stuff but like you you want more than just that it's like let's let's like kind of grow bond, bond between these two yes yeah exactly i guess it is hard because they both don't like you know they've been separated for so long so like what if there was a sequel to this like maybe things would have worked out better like now you have like all right can we build this relationship even more yeah, and I guess we even talked about in that first one that we were kind of like Brian. Like, we don't really feel like we we know him fully. And I feel like I got to know him a whole lot better in that second one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just helped that we got to know Dom's gang so well. I feel like all of them were really fleshed out. And that was the thing, though, is that even though Brian was the blank slate in the first one, really, we were kind of analyzing Dom's character, Eric. <laughs> uh, this is just a flashback to our True Lies episode where, you know, True Lies was like the Fast and the Furious franchise of the 90s. Uh, and he was like, I remember Eric saying, because I listened to this uh, on Friday after uh, you put out the speakeasy. He's like, nobody's like going back to Fast and Furious and analyzing Dom's character if he's all about family. You know, in that first one, the whole line wasn't even uttered. Like, I'm pretty sure that line was was not like uttered. I believe, uh, I think. Yeah, they never, it wasn't like this Navy thing where they have to display it every scene. It was, he never had to say it. It was just there. You could see that that was his, what he cared about was building that family. And some of the most important scenes for him were those cookout scenes where he's just having a meal with them all. Oh yeah. 
So, hey, Eric, I know you're not here and you can't defend yourself, which is, you know, totally uh, me throwing sand in your face. I'm sorry. Um, but like, no, like, we are analyzing Dom's character and we like Dom's character from the first one, at least. Yeah. And they did such a good job developing that in him that when we hear a certain line later in this, it makes total sense why they would say it here. Oh, yeah, no. In in context, it works perfectly. And then it became a meme. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but sorry, we're getting sorry, we're getting ahead of ourselves. That was just yeah. a side because I had to bring that up because we can't analyze uh, Vin Diesel's character and say like, no, there's there's meat there. There's actual like stuff to chew on. Yeah, we we missed a lot. We got Han here. Turns out he's stealing from uh... Han. I, I mean, I'm talking about in the past, filling in the gas we missed here. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, apologies. Yeah. Yeah, Han's stealing from uh, uh, whatever this is. It. What, what is the this guy's name here? Takashi. Oh, Sony Chiba's character. Yeah. Well, Takashi, or do you mean like Sony Chiba's character? No, no, the main villain. <laughs> uh, Takashi. Yeah. So he's stealing from him, and yeah, little Bow Wow, I guess had some money sitting around. I don't know if it was the money that was being stolen. I think it was the money being stolen. That's just weird. So basically, yeah, Han kept. So so the whole thing, the whole reason why, uh, you know, Sony Chiba shows up is that uh, I guess obviously to get his payments, but also because uh, he tells Takashi, hey, there's some bread that's been missing. It seems as though Han has been helping himself to some breadcrumbs and it's not in your reports. Uh, By the way, I know this may be a little bit insensitive, but good job on Sony Chiba's part of speaking English. I just want to say that was really good on his on his part. I think he did a good job. I think it's the same as Kill Bill, where it sounds like he's reading it phonetically. Potentially, but I don't have a problem with that. Um, no, no, it is what it is. But yeah, I, thing I, is, uh, what I should have done is, can I read it? Can I hear it without having to use subtitles? <laughs> I didn't do that because I had to have <laughs> subtitles on because I had to get used to it when I was watching this. But anyway, it's, darn, it's Caleb's darn like ma- way of thinking. But anyway. Yeah, and I barely even use subtitles anymore because I watch everything with headphones on. The, f- the tables have turned, have they not? Except, well, except for if I have to watch a foreign film like or a film that's not yes. English. That's a different story. Yeah, I only watch them with, without, with subtitles because I could have I always struggled to hear dialogue with my terrible TV speakers. That's makes sense actually <laughs> yeah and so with headphones it balances everything out and i don't need them anymore there you go um but yeah to continue filling in yeah little bow wow uh twink just happened to have the money i guess all the money that was that he'd stolen hidden in the back of his truck and again that's that's kind of weird i i don't i don't really understand that that plot point I took it as Han. Oh, just because of Han, like keeping money on the side, and it's kind of like damaging his character. Well, why was he stealing it on the side? If then all of a sudden it turned out that they were kind of stockpiling the money that he stole. I mean, I assumed he kept it in a safe somewhere. That's my like, like so. Basically, Han had it in a safe, then he gave it to Bow Wow's character before he like got got offed like maybe but maybe you're right maybe he left it like it's it's such a inconspicuous vehicle that you wouldn't want to search it because it's like it looks like a dumpy car anyways yeah i just wonder why i i would have thought that he was just spending it it's just kind of weird that all of a sudden that that stole money he's just got it 
like it was i thought was it not set up properly or that's i'm just i'm struggling to connect the dots as to why the money was still there um i mean i mean we had from when sony chiba confronted takashi uh beforehand you know in their first meeting uh or when we first see sony chiba um you know he talks to him and says that you know the 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 numbers are missing. So I assume that was set up there. So like, there's the money. But were they saying that he just stole it? This was his first time. And I mean, like that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I figured that Han was like taking a bit off the top. I mean, I assume so. And that's all the top. Yeah. But, but I, it just seems weird that the money that he's got it hidden in his car, the money, the, the money that was stolen, he had enough that he could bring it back. It wasn't like, we scramble to find the, the exact amount that we owe. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, oh, I see. Yeah, sorry. So maybe it's like uh, Han's personal savings that were... Yeah, from... maybe, maybe that is it. Yeah. Whatever yeah. he was stealing, he wasn't spending. He was just sitting on it. Yeah, that's what I that's what I kind of thought. Sorry about that. That was confusing. <laughs> yeah. But then I just wonder, like, why was he doing it then? We don't get that, do we? Like, I don't... I mean, it's probably in one of his di- like lines of dialogue uh especially i think i think it was in the the football pitch scene where like they were talking about you know press and present i think or like why he's with i don't remember now but i know there's a line somewhere right yeah maybe i'm wrong I, that. yeah i don't know i i just i feel like that plot point felt a little bit messy and i didn't fully get one why han was stealing from him and then two, why the stolen money was still around so that they could be like, okay, we'll pay you back so you don't have to come off after the rest of us. It just, it felt a little bit odd. Yeah, I think you're, I think, yeah, I think you have a point there where it's, all right, hang on, what's going on here? Yeah, that, that's what I had. I was, that, that's what I kind of said to myself sitting in my seat. I was like, hey, wait a minute. Rewrite. I feel like I lost track. Like it got, it made sense to me, but yeah, we're, I'd have to watch it again or I'd have to like see that scene again with, with Han or all scenes of Han again, which I have no problem with cause it's Han and he's freaking awesome. But yeah, of like where that motivation came from of like, I guess, I don't know. Was just, he was just an opportunist and he's like, eh, it's not gonna like, like he made a fatal mistake. Like it's a hubris thing where he just, he didn't think that it would go unnoticed. Yeah. And if they, I mean, they, we, it's, it's obvious that he didn't like, uh, Takashi so maybe that's why he did it but I just wish that maybe some of that if they would have had enough time they could have fleshed that out a little bit more so actually I think isn't it like a isn't it similar to like living in the present it's the same uh what is it it's it's the same message as what Dom has but it's in this movie now where like you know after what happened with Dom and uh, that, that one school bus driver, whoever it was, the guy he beat up badly. Uh, he lives in the present now. And that's the same with Han, right? Like Han just lives in the present. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Which I mean, when we see, you know, spoiler character at the end, <laughs> maybe there's a reason why he utters that line or he oh. says something similar, but it like different. I like this, by the way, showing the, uh, the fact that they're, the cameras are kind of painting this whole picture of the race. And I was just thinking, I was like, man, I'm sure the, I mean, this 2006, the, the video on those cameras just must be horrible. Oh yeah. <laughs> like two pixels. I think I remember, <laughs> I, 
I remember one of my buds from youth group showing me a picture, like a like a two second video he did of like somebody crashing into him, uh, with man the like. But back then, eight pixels was like well, okay, it wasn't eight pixels, but like you know, whatever the, the quality of uh camera on the phone or on the flip phone actually was like good. So you're like, oh, it looks really good, but now it's just like, oh man, like look at where we've come. Yeah, it is funny. I also got distracted thinking about the fact that that guy had four fingers missing. Because I was like, isn't that if you like make a, a fatal mistake or, or a big mistake, you have to cut off your own finger in the Yakuza. Oh, yeah. It's like a code of honor. Is that a thing in the Yakuza or is it in something else? No, I'm pretty sure it's a Yakuza thing. Okay, I'm thinking of Assassin's Creed where they have to like, but that was <laughs> the thing with the Hasashins, excuse me. So I was thinking, like, man, that guy made four big mistakes, and he's Ooh, still yeah. high up there. By the way, Sony Chiba, and before, before uh, I think in the first scene he was dressed in white. I think in the scene where um, Sean comes to make peace, he's dressed in gray. And now he's dressed in black. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, again, I I, I kind of missed it, but I like the fact that Sean goes in and is like, "All right, I'm here to make peace." And he yeah. said that even to his dad, where he's like, "I'm I'm gonna." come here to like you know make make up for my mistakes and i'm like all right this is why i kind of like this movie because you know it's not a perfect movie i'll say that like maybe i'll say it now but you could say it's probably the weakest in like the franchise so far but not in like a bad yeah. way like because i enjoy this like hero's journey of like the hero having to make up for the mistakes i'm like this guy's actually trying to make a change i'm like this is awesome uh, is he is he trying to make a change though? I feel like he's the same guy that he was in the first scene. I guess so, but now he's like That's a good question actually. I feel like he is trying to that that he wants to make a, a difference or at least, you know, approach something again in a non like he's seeing an authority figure, but this time he's like trying to you know complete his his innocence or get get out of like uh get out of being I guess banished again. Yeah, I think I think in that first one, that first chase, it was like, okay, I need to establish myself and my identity and not be pushed around. And the way he does that is through racing. And I think this is the same. And it's also going after another girl, but also mixed up with vengeance now. I don't know. I don't know if I see a big character change necessarily. Hmm. Maybe I do, and I'm not doing a good job of explaining it, but I, f I feel like there, he is a different man from the beginning. Um, maybe it's not because he's... Uh, maybe he needed to be more cocky in the first one. Uh, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think a big thing is that he's different in that there's a... One, he's driving differently now. He's, he's now, like, drifting instead of uh, what he was doing before. Yeah, and he's set up a community. He's not the outsider anymore. Yeah, think of that. In the beginning, he didn't have like, uh, like a crew. Now, in, in like at the end, he now has a crew. Like he's got people riding for him. Whereas in the beginning, he didn't. He only had his mom. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we're getting a ton of those those things I was complaining about with oh, the yeah. the way that they do the action. Yeah, we'll have to keep that. Uh, we'll have to look out for that as we uh, continue on. Uh, in the series with, with Justin Lin involved. Yeah. I also think another big difference is with the theatrics, like not being there, or at least a different kind of theatrics. We have 
the cars do stand out in a way, but these these cars at the end they don't like pop. Like the, yeah, uh, there's no color. To, like not, not to say there isn't color to them, but like you know what they wanted in the first one is to have color, like the pop out, uh, because again it was a over the top theatrical movie. Um, yeah, and there's something uh, in that first one during the big like more CGI chases. Even though it was clear that the actors like weren't driving, they're on a green screen. I feel like they were less. It was less obvious in some way. I feel like all the showy camera moves make it more obvious that they're not actually doing the driving somehow. In in this movie, you mean? In this movie, yeah. yeah. I'm not even sure why that is. I guess it's a hard illusion to paint. Another another thing is that in the first one, while the cars did take, or the first two, the cars did take damage. Don't get us wrong. But they didn't, I don't know, they didn't take, like, that much damage. Or maybe that's just, like, the direction they're going in now. But you can see, like, again, maybe it's just a different flavor. But, like, yeah, you can see that there's a big big difference now where you see, like, the uh, damage a car is sustaining. Yeah. And, you know, I, I guess thinking about it, the, the big climactic uh, races in the end of both those first two was in light settings. And this one's in the dark. Maybe that, maybe that changes something too i mean yeah hiding you know a lot for the effects yeah but maybe it also takes away some of the pop visually since it's all kind of blacks and grays and yeah and trust me you can do stuff at night um it's just how you set it and i do like this setting like this this little like dam area but i don't know i guess they i guess they used it to its advantage for you know it, it was significant as to like you know it's a drift if it's where like drifting kind of first started as han said and this is where like takashi made his name so i think it's fitting there but you could say it's kind of bland because like you know it's all dark i like how close sunny chiva gets to them he's like inches away his hat's about to like poke uh poke them in the face <laughs> <laughs> i don't know both times i watch this um I had a, a weird sense of like this almost feels like like a a solid direct-to-video sequel sequel rather than a theatrical release one. Budget-wise, it, it couldn't be, but just the, the way that they, like there's less pop to the actors, the, it feels like the script had a little less polish to it. Uh, and the, the stakes feel like they're a lot less, a lot less there. Yeah, yeah. Um... I guess there is like a threat of death, but like from the Yakuza, but not really like, cause what yeah. happened with Han in this movie was accidental, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With, with him getting T-boned, I mean, excuse me. That's what I should have said. Yeah. And it's kind of funny that we, we cut right from that, that victory to this like tease at the end. It's almost like a post credit scene, but it's just in the movie. Oh, totally. Like it should have been in the post credit scene. Um, and uh, sorry, just just laughing like you know, like you said, Han was family. Yeah, like yeah. in the context of what they just said, that makes sense. Yeah, the meme that it is now—that's a different story. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Oh, he's he's the new badass in the street. He's turned to Brian in the second second film. He's like, oh, there's someone here. He wants to race you. He used to know Han. He's like, nah, I don't care. Everyone knows Han. Like, but he said Han was family. 
I could just hear Vin Diesel's voice saying it when he said that. But he doesn't say it here, though. That's the thing, right? Yeah, and he's still looking young and youthful here, you know? Yeah, he's... It's been a couple of years, but... He's done Chronicles of Riddick. I guess he also did uh, both... Oh, he only did the one XXX movie. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, this is an interesting ending here. Yeah, it's like... It almost feels like it's it's closing the door on on this like trilogy as I'm calling it or this arc, excuse me, where yeah. we meet like this new character who may be part of the franchise going forward, and but also bringing in Han or bringing sorry um, Dom back to you know state that Han oh yeah he was a he was my friend like I knew him so it's like oh wonder if uh, find that out somehow. Yeah, it's like both this and the second one feel like they're in between films. Like they're, okay, we just need to set up the groundwork for what we want to do next. But first we have to kind of put these little inroads in, these little paths that are going to lead to something. We just need to pave them before we can really tell the story we want. You can call it filler, but it's setting up characters that are going to come back later on. Yeah, and I do think that both this, the second one and this one feel lesser and they do feel like they're more filler stories. But, yeah, I mean, that's not necessarily a, a bad thing. Certainly not. <laughs> Jimmy Lynn. But, yeah, we've I guess we've arrived at the end of this one. With a bunch of uh, tire tracks painted behind the, uh, the words here. And in the end, yeah, certainly different. Again, it's while the music may still be bombastic, uh, the, the movie itself is kind of moving away from from that bombast and maybe into a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. This one definitely feels like they, they're like, okay, we, we were, we had kind of a corny vibe in those first two. Let's drop out the corn and let's, I guess, amp up the cool mid two thousands. Cool. I don't know. Well, it is weird because in a way, like, and what we kind of, what I kind of want to see in the first one now is I want to see that corniness come back. In 2023, yeah. I don't know if you can do that or not, but I mean, I will not to again go forward with it, but I will say, man, like it does change a lot in like you know the later ones. I don't just mean like four or five and six, but like when we get to seven, eight, and nine, like oh man, they 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 go different. There's a different story. Like when we come to the end of the road <laughs> on in this series, like it's we're gonna see something pretty different than what we saw in the beginning. And like I said, I kind of want to see the first one or the last or most recent one up, upcoming one be like the first one again. Yeah. I've seen those trailers and every time I think about those trailers and think about the movies that we've seen so far, I'm, they feel like they're in completely different worlds. It's it's shock. It's very interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see how it's going to, if it could come together to become that, I don't know if it'll make sense or just completely jump the shark, but <laughs> I think it already has jumped the shark. Um, but for like, I guess, ranking these so far i think it's still for me yeah one two and three like but yeah not again not surprisingly in like a significant dip because this one's still well made and not totally like oh it's brain dead stupid like no there's a thing here like with the they at least have a hero's journey going on here which i enjoy but i definitely can see like this need another rewrite and yeah um but there is at least something here that I appreciate. 
Yeah, I am curious where this one's going to land when we when we do the final rankings because I do feel like this is definitely the weakest one so far, and it feels it feels like a relatively if if the first if from the first to the second it was like a one step down from the first to this one it feels like like maybe like four steps down it feels like this was okay yeah, it yeah in terms of in terms of our our lead characters i don't think there's any comparison in terms of the 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 caliber of writing or the the inner dynamics between uh i mean i guess there is no dom equivalent really so we just have our lead in his romance and i think that is really flat unless this is almost like a dumb origin story but done in with sean instead because like like how did dom become the dom like that we see in the first fast and furious movie yeah well if, if that's the case at the end of this one he's definitely not there um i wish that we had more interesting side characters i feel like that's another thing that could have helped elevate this but i i, I don't really have much interest in most of them except for han like I don't. Did you like Twink? He needed more. Like you know, I don't know. Like it's not. It's it's kind of offensive to say like Bao is no Tyrese, but like Tyrese had personality, man. Like that guy, like had a personality there. Yeah. Um, and whether it was loud and proud, he like uh, he was it. It was there. And may I? I don't know if it was Bow Wow so much as it was also like the writing. And movie directing as well. Yeah, writing and there was just a magnetism to both Paul Walker and um, Tyrese. I don't think there's a Paul Walker or a Tyrese in this cast. And I guess, of course, also like Vin Diesel, if we're going back to the first one as well. Yeah. Or even I don't think there was a a Mia or a Vincent. I thought Vincent was quite interesting in that first one. I I was interested in that dynamic. Yeah, as you know, cliches Vincent might be, or at least, you know, come across, uh, at least stock character, excuse me. There was still at least something to, to him there. Yeah. So something that the actor brought and yeah, I mean, I, I, I still find this movie enjoyable, but I just feel like it, it does feel like, like for, for instance, I, I watched earlier today or I listened to, I should say when I was at work, our, uh, discussion about, uh, uh, about need for speed oh nice and we commented like need for speed you know it doesn't feel like a great movie it feels like just a, a good one but it's lacking some polish i feel like this has a similar thing but it's just much much less polished yeah like but both ones feel kind of generic in a way but the need for speed got around it by having such great car action and, and genuine stunts maybe that could have helped fix this one up too if they focus on that more yeah yeah i guess so and i guess also uh maybe also being a video game movie as well trying to be legitimate there but that's a different story whereas this doesn't have to like worry about like oh this is just another you know car movie well you'd think it would want to try to live up to that first one especially if it's like paving a new path yeah but maybe not uh, <laughs> like i mentioned like i mentioned the uh comparison to halloween where it was now trying to like maybe be an anthology again we don't know what's going yeah. on next from like as as stupid as it sounds of like we're not we don't know what's coming next like we're we're, we're going similar to avatar we're trying to like even though 
it's out there. We're trying to like keep the illusion of like, let's kind of figure this out and find out like what the story's going on here uh, as, the, as it moves forward. So we're in the dark of like what four is going to be. It also helps that this guy hasn't seen four. So yeah, I have seen four and I did figure out that I've actually seen five as well. Oh, never mind. Okay. What a shock. Yeah. It turned out, I think I mentioned early on that I had an encounter where I watched one of them during kind of a, a hookup situation. Oh, that's right. That was, uh, wasn't that two or. I turned out that was six. So I've six? seen it up to five. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Cause I thought that the rock was in the fourth one and I was like, okay, I've seen the one that the rock was in the first oh, time no, he showed up. He was in the fifth one. Yeah. So that was five. So I have seen that one. Well, okay. Five, six and seven. Excuse me. Yeah. But I haven't seen anything. I've seen maybe the first 20 minutes of the sixth one before it was just playing in the background and I wasn't paying any attention to it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, otherwise, and I haven't seen either of those. And I mean, how long ago did five come out? That would have been around when I saw it. Uh, this is 2006, 2009, I think, because six is 2012, I think. Oh, wow. No, 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 2013. Sorry. I think it's 2013 because he passes away in 2013. Uh, and then, yeah, because then seven is 15. And then eight is 17, I think. I don't hmm. remember now, but like, yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> yeah, but I, either way, I, I really don't remember these movies four or five at all. So I'm, I'm very curious to see what they become. Cause yeah, no clue at this point, <laughs> uh, but there you go. Kind of a mixed bag for both of us in a way we, there, there could have been a lot more done here, but it's, it's not as like bad as people I think make it out to be. Yeah. It's not awful. It's just, it, yeah, it, it's. It's definitely not at the level of those first two, though. But it's it uh it 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 drifts past the Fast and the Furious uh, formula if, in a way. Yeah, I would call it um, passable. That's what I'd call it. <laughs> you could watch it. You could spend the an hour forty five minutes with it, and I don't think you're going to come away too impressed, but not like hating it either. You'll just be like, eh, it was it was well. It was what it was. At least that's how I came away. There you go. I for me, I like the hero's journey aspect of it. I liked Han, and I love seeing Sony Sony Chiba there. But that's kind of biased for that last one. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. But yeah. but yeah, here we are. I'm. I was gonna say we're halfway through, but we're we're not at all. <laughs> no, we're not. Not until five. We're early on through, and we're we're trucking along. We're we're yeah. We're making our way. It's the spring equinox, and so we we still have a bit to go. We still have two months, so exactly we're gonna yeah. we're gonna get through these. We'll make it. Not that I want to get through these quickly, but just you know. Well, if we're gonna make it for the release date and to be able to see the tenth one in the theater together, we got to truck through them. So yeah, and yeah. But thanks again, Isaac, for for sharing this discussion with me for for watching this film together. Anytime, brother. You and I. I'm I'm your co-pilot and or I guess separate driver in the other seat i guess i have my car you have yours which we haven't actually oh, no. stated that yet so uh till next time everybody uh we'll uh reveal which vehicles we'll uh we'll bring to the table if we were uh participating in a race <laughs> there you go there you go i need time to think about mine till next time peace <laughs>